0: to get sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. As always, I'm your host, Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tonight's story was written by Mercia and will be read by Jessica. We'll be travelling to a remote island off the west coast of Sweden. There, we'll follow Elsa as she experiences, for the first time, the magical Scandinavian white summer nights, and the splendid sunsets that occur just before midnight. In fact, those long Scandinavian nights is something I experienced for the first time myself just a few weeks ago on a trip to Norway. It's a little disorientating if you're used to a completely dark night sky, but it's also very special to see. So I hope you enjoy listening and visualising that for yourself tonight. In case you didn't know, every Monday I send out a newsletter to all our mailing list subscribers with a preview of everything coming up on Get Sleepy for the week plus a few extra bits about myself, my fellow narrators and writers, and various other related content. It's the very best way to stay in the know and to get the full rundown on what's coming up each week before everyone else. Anyone can sign up to receive our newsletter, and of course it is completely free. Just go to our website getsleepy.com and scroll down on the home page to where it says join our newsletter. Just enter your email address there and look out for emails from me every Monday. Simple as that. So, my friends, let's prepare for our story by taking some time to relax the body and mind. Begin with some full, gentle breaths, drawing the air in for one, two, three, four, five, and letting it flow back out for five, four, three, two, one. Breathe in and out again finding the most comfortable pace for you. And as you continue to do so, I invite you to bring your attention to your body. We're going to scan down through the whole body, giving each part a moment of acknowledgement and just trying to use the slow, calming effect of your breathing to bring more relaxation to each section of the body. So, with your focus on the top of your head and the forehead, breathe deeply and feel a greater sense of relaxation in that area. Moving down across your face, feel the heaviness of your eyelids and the way your jaw loosens. Scan down into your neck and shoulders releasing the tension that is so commonly held there. Scan through your arms, into the wrists, and the hands and fingers. As you relax further, Allow them to rest completely by your sides. Feel the tension ease in your chest and then your stomach, allowing the focus to come to your upper back. Letting the tension flow away, and the same for the lower back. Continue to scan through the waist and hips, into the buttocks and the upper legs. Breathe softly and steadily, bringing to those areas that same calming energy. Now, scan over the knees, into the calf muscles, enjoy the feeling of letting your legs and ankles relax into bed. Finally, bring your attention to your feet, the tops of your feet, the soles of your feet. They've done their hard work for the day, so take one more deep breath now and let all the tension, energy and achiness gently melt away. Your whole body can now relax. And as you carry that stillness with you tonight, remember that you can drift off at any time. So let's travel to beautiful Scandinavia, where our story Begins
1: by the time Elsa got off the ferry. It was already evening. When she booked the trip, the travel agent had sent her a long email telling her all about the unusual beauty of these northern white summer nights. But this was even more spectacular than what Elsa had imagined. Back home, The sky would have already been almost dark by now. Here it was baby blue, dotted with puffy vanilla yellow clouds. The sun still lingered above as it does in the daytime, although it was not quite shining now, rather glowing softly casting a gentle light on everything near the dock. Some lapping fishing boats, the closed ice cream stand, and a flock of perched seagulls. The island was quiet, but in no way desolate. Locals drove around the marina on little flatbed mopeds some loaded with netting crates covered in barnacles and full of mussels. Others were loaded with grocery bags. From what Elsa had read, was the only supermarket on the island. They honked at passersby in a friendly manner, raising a hand or nodding their head to say hello to people they knew to people they shared this faraway island with. Others rode around on bicycles, pedaling on without hurry, seemingly in no rush to do anything other than gently turn the wheels of their bicycle in the salty summer breeze. Here and there, They would catch the eye of a friend or a neighbor as they rode on, reciprocating the glance with a smile or quick exchange in a language Elsa did not understand. After the long ferry ride over, it was a pleasant surprise to find the place so casually animated at this hour. There were almost no cars anywhere in sight, save for a couple of taxis by the taxi stand. Elsa put her backpack on and crossed the street. "'Excuse me,' she said to a driver, who was leaning on the hood of his car reading a newspaper. "'I'm staying at the Clover Boathouse. Do you know it?' The driver said yes of course, and let her know it was only a ten-minute drive. As he spoke, he folded the newspaper, nestling it under his arm. The sound of the rustling paper against his flannel shirt mixed harmoniously with the sound of the light breeze coming in from the sea. He then reached over, and opened the door for Elsa to the back seat. The road was narrow and ran down the middle of the island. From here, the sea was no longer visible. On each side of the car, Elsa could see sprawling meadows. The car drove on at a steady pace. And it was difficult to tell what sort of flowers blossomed there. They all swooshed by quickly, like colourful shooting stars. A flash of yellow, violet, tender pink, or some creamy white. Everywhere she looked, the verdant landscape was bordered by bare rocky hills, which lent an unexpected contrast to the profusion of flowers all about Elsa rolled down the window tilting her face towards the sky to catch the soft evening rays the air was fragrant full and rich with the scent of wild flowers sea air And a sweetness that came from the damp earth covered with deep green grass. It was a place of humble abundance and subtle beauties. The taxi turned off the main road onto a gravel path. The uneven ground beneath made the car rock gently and Elsa could feel herself relax with each sway. She felt all the excitement and anticipation that comes with travel melt away, transformed into a different mode of being, one of quietude. Simple reflections passed through her mind, like, What sort of bird is that? Should I make myself a cup of tea when I get there? Or maybe take a hot shower? I can't wait to go for a swim. All other thoughts had faded. After a few moments, they arrived at the boathouse. The old boathouse had been converted into a guesthouse only recently. It was a simple one-story structure. The wood facade was painted a colour known locally as Falu Red, with the exception of the door and window frames, which were a minty green hue. Elsa had stumbled across an ad for the place while planning her trip. The hosts did not advertise on the big sites or apps, only with websites of local businesses. Elsa had come across a picture of the house when perusing the page of a beekeeper on the island, thinking she might buy some of the area's famous artisanal honey while visiting. Initially, she had not intended to spend a night here, having already booked a room for the week in one of the hotels on the mainland. But the pretty photo of a converted boathouse right by the sea had an instant appeal. The Clover Boathouse was the sort of rare pearl curious travelers dream about. Now she was finally here, standing outside the quaint house surrounded by the sea which stretched out peacefully in all directions around her, still as a mirror. The key to the house was in a box mounted by the door, for which there was a code. Elsa retrieved the key with ease and let herself in. The interior decor was modern and minimalist, with a nod to the area's seafaring culture. There was a fishing net interwoven with fairy lights mounted on one of the walls. Elsewhere in the house, there were watercolour sketches depicting boats and flowers, ornaments made from bleached driftwood or shells, and shadow boxes hung with sailor knots a great deal of thought and care seemed to have gone into even the tiniest details. More than that cup of tea or shower, Elsa felt like going for a late evening swim, something she had never done before in her life. Without unpacking or getting settled in, she immediately changed into the long sleeve one piece bathing suit she had brought along for these cooler northern waters. Barefoot, and with only a towel slung over her shoulder, Elsa headed out. It was already past 10 o'clock. The little beach outside the boathouse was a crescent-shaped strip of yellow sand bordered by craggy, charcoal-colored rocks that had something prehistoric and volcanic about them. Beyond the rocks was a line of trees, mostly birch and pine, some hazel too. And in the distance, there were those bare cliffs that Elsa had seen from the road, The cliffs towered majestically over the quiet island and its tranquil, sandy coastline. The air had cooled some since she had stepped off the ferry, but the breeze was still pleasant and warm. That special fragrance which seemed so distinctly of this island A mixture of sweet woodland bloom and salty sea enveloped Elsa as she stood at the water's edge, her toes touching the crystalline cool water which came and went in delicate licks. The water walled lightly onto shore and pulled back again. It's repeating the same gentle movement endlessly, thought Elsa, suddenly feeling immersed in a moment outside time, surrounded by a landscape as old and patient as the earth. Here, nothing moves quickly, except the birds and the flickering leaves of a birch tree rustling in the wind. Beginning to wade further into the water, Elsa felt that the seabed was smooth and malleable, clay-like in its unctuous texture. It was scattered with many different shells, some long and whirly, others plump and bulky. They varied in colour, mother of pearl, sapphire, slate. They also varied in texture, one slippery, the next one coarse, another rigid. Each one she touched with her toes carefully, exploring the surface as if it were a tiny world of its own. What surprised her the most were the myriad pinecones at the bottom of the sea. Somehow they had tumbled out of the trees beyond the beach and rolled along the sand. Now they lay there submerged, having been turned into shelter for crabs and other quick creatures that zoomed about, minding their own business, taking no notice of Elsa among them. A bouquet of feathery seaweed caressed her legs as she ventured deeper, letting herself become immersed in the soothing touch and stillness of the calm sea around her. Beginning to float, she found her first few breaststrokes felt more like flying than swimming. Elsa had never seen such clear, translucent waters. It was as if she was suspended in mid-air, high above some sandy desert landscape. Each shoal of tickling fish could easily be mistaken for a flock of birds flying alongside her. Looking back at the island from the pink buoy she had swum to, Elsa marveled at the mysterious way nature weaves contradictions into effortless beauty. This slight island, situated so far out from the mainland, in a spot just beyond where the sea meets the mouth of a fjord, was barely visible from this distance. But there was nothing simple about this place. In less than an hour since disembarking the ferry, she had seen and experienced more exciting sights, scents, and sensations than she had in quite some time. The island was a tapestry of sensory impressions. The blossoming meadows with their earthy aromas contrasted with the craggy cliffs casting their majestic shadows. These tall rocks, in turn, seemed too rough somehow for the gentle, limpid sea. While each gave the impression of being incompatible with the other, All these elements nevertheless merged and meshed in the most harmonious way. The sun had by now started to drop towards the horizon. Sunset was no longer far off. Elsa felt weightless and profoundly relaxed as she swam back to shore. Arriving in the shallows, she started wading once more. There was less action on the seabed now. The crabs seemed to have retired for the night. Imperceptibly, the sky had turned orange and pink as it faded to dusk. A white moon, thin as a watermark, and sparkling stars started to appear faintly at the edges of the canopy above. Elsa wasn't ready to go inside yet. There was still much left to see of this splendid white summer night that was gently inching towards midnight. She sat by the water's edge, looking out at the bright horizon and the pink buoy she'd just explored. A seagull sat atop it now, bobbing along to the natural undulations of the sea. As the sun dipped lower still, Elsa got up and walked back to the patio of the boathouse. From the patio there was a path That led into the wooded area just behind the house. It was barely even a path, only a narrow strip where feet had pressed the grass gently into the ground. Elsa followed this makeshift trail for a few moments and found it mesmerizing how the bright orange sky. Beamed through the crowns of the trees in narrow shafts of light, creating a kaleidoscopic pattern on the ground. On the ferryboat over, Elsa had been reading a book of local lore and fairy tales. She had lingered on the one about the brave girl, Toothstar, with her long golden hair. And her gold heart locket that she always wore on a chain around her neck. Toothstar accompanied by her loyal pet moose Hop, had roamed the Scandinavian woods and islands, exploring the lakes and seas full of wonder. The illustrations in the book painted by John Bauer in the early 20th century looked just like the scene before Elsa. In Bauer's pictures, the trees are tall and old, the nocturnal skies wonderfully bright and hung with stars like lanterns. The flowers in the illustrations burst out of the rich, dark soil. Like curious magical creatures waiting to cast their spells. And waters are always still, reflecting the surroundings like a mirror, just like the sea Elsa had stepped out of only moments earlier. It had all seemed so far removed, reading the stories on the ferryboat, like some distant, enchanted past inaccessible to her. But now, in the shade of the old trees, speckled golden by the setting sun, at the foot of one of those tall cliffs gleaming silver in the twilight, the island seemed exactly like those pictures. Elsa could almost hear two stars' sweet voice singing to Hop as they rode across the land. Barefoot and in her bathing suit, with the towel wrapped around her shoulders, Elsa meandered on. While the sky had slowly started to fade towards a mellow blue, there was still enough light left to explore these beguiling surroundings. She wanted to find those flowers, the ones that she had seen in the meadow on the way over, and get a closer look. Beyond the white, delicate trunks of some young birch trees, there was a clearing, and she felt certain that there would be flowers over there. The grass felt cool and gentle underfoot as she walked on. As she had expected, a meadow spread out before her. At first, it all seemed a whirl of colours and textures, as if the blossoms had all blended into one splendid constellation bursting with fragrance. But when Elsa got nearer, they all began to separate from one another. Petals, stalks, and leaves all stood out on their own, each now offering up their individual beauty. In the same book of law where she had read about Two Star and Hop, there had also been a chapter dedicated to local customs and beliefs. It is said that around this time of year, when the days are at their longest and nights very brief, one should pick seven different kinds of flowers and place them under the pillow to conjure up deep sleep and sweet dreams. Elsa walked among the flowers and the gentle tall grass that surrounded them. Wondering which ones to pick and bring back to the boathouse with her. There were dozens and dozens of different kinds. It would be hard to pick only seven. To make it easy on herself, she decided to choose the ones she knew the names of and could recognize. Elsa finally gathered a bouquet consisting of cornflowers, daisies, red poppies, bluebells, buttercups, pink musk mallow, and white-tipped clover. Heading back to the beach house, Elsa could see that the moon was now high in the sky which had slowly begun to turn inky blue, and the previously delicate stars were suddenly more luminous against their new backdrop, which almost looked as if it were made of some rich, silky fabric. The spellbinding white night had given way to old-fashioned moonlight. Back at the boathouse, it was warm and quiet. Elsa finally took that shower she had been thinking about all day, washing the salt and sand off her skin. She went into the kitchen and put the kettle on. It bubbled softly as the water came to a boil. In a porcelain cup, she put a bag of tea, a typical blend from the area called rhubarb and cream. It filled the air with a gentle, homey sweetness. On the counter, there was a pot of sugar and a jar of honey. The honey was from the same beekeeper on whose website Elsa had found the ad for the boathouse. She took a spoonful of that red clover honey and dipped it into the cup of steaming rhubarb and cream tea. Waiting for the tea to cool a little, she walked over to the window overlooking the sea It was just as still now as before, reflecting the moon, the stars, and some thin, pearly clouds that floated above. Elsa curled up in the big armchair by the window. The tea was the perfect temperature now, and she took a sip of the fragrant, sweet infusion. It was heavenly. Now the wonders of the day started to catch up with Elsa. She felt a pleasant lull of sleepiness spread through her body. She finished the last of her tea and headed to the bedroom, bringing along her bouquet of flowers. Slipping into the bed, among the white, fluffy sheets and pillows, Elsa could sense the wonderful fragrance of the flowers tucked beneath them. Closing her eyes, soft flickers of light and impressions played out before her. A glimmer of sea a tender pink petal, soft sand, puffy vanilla clouds, sweet honey, inky blue skies, and she drifted off to sleep.